This is the next Bite of Life podcast, the place to be to hear personal stories from expats, digital nomads, and everybody else taking their next bite of life. Thank you for joining me on this podcast. My name is Kem Kem, as usual. Today, I'm going to talk about the second wave in Spain, meaning the second wave of the coronavirus. If you're like me, you are sick and tired of hearing about this virus. I understand that it's very serious and I take it seriously, but I think a lot of us are experiencing COVID fatigue. I am so tired of hearing about COVID-19. And I want to talk about some of the things I've been noticing, at least here in Valencia and Spain in general. The news has been full of everything bad about the second wave. We're having 10,000 infections a day and up. And everybody seems to be getting sick. And it's younger people that are getting sick. And we're taking it seriously here, but I think a lot of it has to do with overblown reports by the newspapers to sell, you know, copies. The fact is when you're on the ground and you're in the city, everybody's moving around doing their own thing, but they're not going crazy. As a rule, we have to wear masks everywhere here, not just in stores like some places. If you're out on the street, you have to wear it. They ban smoking in a lot of places so that you have it on. And the only place you're really allowed to have it off is at restaurants while you're eating. Now, the thing is, a lot of my friends, at least here in Valencia, are expats. So they've moved from different countries and they're here to retire and a lot of them have health problems. So basically they've been shut in since the quarantine. And even though the quarantine was lifted in July, it seems like they're, they're still at home, you know, and it's making life really sad and it's causing like a lot of depression for people. I know I get tired of taking precautions on COVID. When I go to the store, You know, before, when you would go to the grocery store, there's a guard outside. You have to, like, be, you know, two meters apart. And all the precautions were just taken. But now you go, there's no guard. Everybody can sort of move around. And things are starting to kind of get back to normal in that regard. You still care. But now I find myself almost going to the, you know, going to the door, going in. And I forget to, like use the hand sanitizer or wear gloves. And sometimes you have to be reminded by the employees. And I see that happening for a lot of people too. So when you go, when you leave your house, you have your mask on because it's required and you hardly ever forget that. It's just become something else that we have to deal with. But when you get to the store, you're like, okay, you're just going in and you don't think. So basically... It's something, it's another step to do. And your mind is starting to get used to this new normal, which is not really normal, which is actually very sucky when you think about it. And 
I think the more people go back to life, which you have to do at some point, because I don't think we're going to be in a state where nobody goes to work, everybody's working online and all the kids are home from school. And I've started to venture out a little bit more because after six, seven months, my body, my psyche is telling me it's time to start integrating myself into society. And I see a lot of people also doing that. I mean, we're getting tired of watching the, the news all the time and how, you know, it's always Spain, Spain, Spain. You would think that they were the only ones in Europe, for instance, that were having this, you know, second wave. Other countries are having it, but Spain seems to be like the one they focus on. I mean, we still do what we're supposed to do. And I think we're actually taking it seriously for the most part. Now, it's harder for younger guys to do it and younger folks, <laughs> the, the younger generation to do it. And that's where the increase in um, infections are for the most part. But it's understandable. One of the things they had banned in Spain was the botellón, which is where the kids will buy like big bottles of beer and alcohol and sit around a park or open space and just drink. Now that all the um, re the bars have been shut at night, there's no place for them to go to hang out. So a lot of them are still doing it, even though they're not supposed to. I mean, we wake up in the morning when we would take our walks in the park, we still find empty bottles of beer and liquor like on the floor, which really pisses me off because, you know, they have plenty of garbage cans, but I guess it's it's not cool to put things in the garbage can. And so they just leave it out. So you see a lot of that. And I think that helps to spread the disease somehow because they're still gathering more than 10. You're not supposed to gather um, more than 10 people at a time. They lower the number from 15 when the quarantine lifted. Now, when you see the kids out in the park doing this, what do you say to them? I mean, you sort of understand. And of course they do it in the cover, in the cover of night. So it's not like they're out there in your face. Going out to restaurants to eat, I've noticed slowly everybody's moving back to their regular normal lives. The restaurants, even from a couple of weeks ago, have become a little more crowded. Before, the the couple of times, the three or four times that we went out, we would be the only people like in the restaurant basically inside and then the tables outside might be filled with people having drinks and just hanging out because it's a very Spanish thing to do. Hang out and have a drink, have coffee and just people watch. Lately, when we go, there are other people inside and you can tell like it's slowly getting back to life, which is really, I liked it when it was quiet, but I'm really liking it now that people are more animated and there, there's no, not as much fear in the minds of people and in their eyes. You know, it, it's really, it makes you feel better too. And so, but it, it's a little hard because if you're familiar with Spanish culture, there's a lot of hugging and kissing, you know, both cheeks and all that, and a lot of closeness. But now you don't see that anymore. 
um, people are a lot more cautious because you don't know if you're asymptomatic and you don't want to pass it on to someone. So I've seen a lot of that decrease. The other day, I was quite shocked when we went uh, we went on the bus. We were going to visit some friends, and we passed by the the downtown area, so to speak, of uh, Valencia, and it was packed. I mean, it was like I was looking at a scene from Barcelona, like a few months ago, where nobody was paying any attention. Everybody had their masks on. But there were so many people. And after months of not seeing that, you know, of hardly seeing anybody, it was mind-blowing to see. And so that signaled to me that I wasn't the only one experiencing this fatigue of hearing about COVID. Others were too. And you can tell they couldn't wait to actually get out there and start being part of society again. There's only so much you can do. And even when they try and scare you, you can do you, you can do what you can to prevent the virus. You wash your hands like we were doing, you know, you dis, you use disinfectant, you you're careful where you go, you're careful with touching things. But they keep telling us this is the new normal. So we're trying to adjust to the new normal. So it's nice to see how everybody's dealing with that and just feeling like it's time to start coming out again. I mean, the saving grace has been that even though the infection rates are rising, there hasn't been as huge of a rise in um, mortality and hospitalization compared to the way it was before. So to me, at least personally, it seems like this might be a milder form if it's indeed a second wave which I don't believe it is, not like the Spanish flu back here, you know, many years ago. I think we're having still infection rates because the borders had been opened a little bit too early. And so caution wasn't taken in that regard. And we're suffering the tail end of that. But my friends tell me that, you know, they don't want to leave the house because the fear has been so strong. And if you, you know, if you have pre-existing conditions, obviously you don't want to go out. You don't want to go out in groups because you're susceptible to infections, not just COVID. So that just adds an extra layer, and so it's causing a lot of people to have. I wouldn't call them mental problems per se, but a lot of anxiety and stress. And here's how we've been dealing with it before we started to like go out um, regularly. Like once a day now, we try to go out and leave the house and go for a nice long walk. We still do our morning walks, but we also try and go out and window shop and we try to stay away from crowds and you've got to just like take it as it goes. But so far, it's been working. I just had a COVID test uh, done a few days ago because I needed some cataract surgery and it came out negative. So I'm hoping that this new normal for me will be good and will continue to be good. So I think, you know, one of the things you should do if you're feeling fatigued from hearing about COVID, from the precautions, talk to someone. 
You know, it doesn't have to be a shrink or anything. It can be your friend, you know, just talk about it. It helps a lot. Like my friends talk to me about what kind of anxiety they're feeling. And so that's been helpful, you know, for them to just get it off their mind. And just like anything, when you talk about something, you feel some relief, you you share your feelings and you realize that you're not alone. And that's something we always need to remember. You're not alone. Everybody is feeling sort of this twilight zone lifestyle thing that we can't, you know, we, we don't know what to do with. And walking, for instance, is a great form of exercise and it clears your mind. It gets the endorphins running and you feel much better if you can get some exercise like that. Going to the gym is another thing you know, get another form of exercise, I would be cautious. We're still a little bit cautious about that. And frankly, we keep paying for the gym membership, but I don't know if I'm ready to go back anytime soon. There are a lot of precautions there. You have to wear masks, but we have to wear a mask during the classes, which is what I like to do. And I don't know if I want to wear that in a class full of other people sweating and it just seems like too much of a closed environment. The room is quite large that they do the exercises in, but I don't know if I'm ready to go back. So if you're not ready to go back, ride your bike, do, you know, do squats like in the park, do whatever, you know, a lot of um, gyms are actually having classes outdoors, like in the park. So maybe find something like that and see if that helps. And I think something else that, you know, helps a lot is to stay away from the triggers it's hard not to watch television. It's hard not to read magazines. It's hard not to, you know, talk to your friends and the Facebook experts on everything, where they're telling you it's a hoax, where they're telling you it's real, where they're telling you all, you know, where they're scaring you as much as possible. Or you can take it in small doses. If it's overwhelming, just stop and don't get on as much. Turn off the TV. You know, put away the computer, put away the cell phone as far as that, you know, getting news on COVID. And you'll see that you start to feel a little bit better because it can become toxic if that's all, you know. And if you're cooked up in the house, of course, you're going to do that. Grab a book instead of getting online and read and listen to music, happy music, whatever your happy place is. And that helps you disassociate from everything else so you you're mentally better and you just you know know what your triggers are and try and stop that even my older sister who's a medical doctor she's experiencing some sort of mild depression from all this so you know nobody's immune from that you need to just have to be able to handle it but one of the things to do is to stay away from toxic news and toxic people, especially on social media, you know, block them for 30 days, do whatever you need to do. It's all about you, you know, your well, your well-being. The last thing that one should always do is gratitude, gratitude. Just really take time out to realize how lucky you are. And I think when you think to the people who are not nearly as lucky you tend to 
see things in a different way, in a different light. I mean, you think about places in Africa and India and, you know, where they're suffering, Brazil, where they're suffering, and they don't have any food to go along with, you know, the COVID um, precautions. And so they can't work. And now they have no food. So they're dying of starvation. And you think you're lucky just to be able to even sit in your house and not have to work, or even if you've lost your job, you still have life, you have good health. So you have to realize that it's not as bad as it could be. Things could always be worse. So I think we tend to forget that and that's only natural, but it's equally important to like realize that there is life outside of you and you need to be able to appreciate what you've got. But, you know, I don't blame you for being tired. I think the world has changed since March. Traveling for me is like impossible because I just feel like I I can't even think about it because there's so many things that I need to take care of before I can travel, can you legally go there? What if they close the borders? There's so many other things that that come into play that you just think, no, I don't want to deal about it, deal with it. But you're t- tired of hearing all about COVID this and COVID that. And yeah, it gets pretty tiring. But we cannot stop now. We've got to keep on going. We don't know when the borders with Spain will be open. I have friends that were in the middle of having their paperwork done to move to Spain. And that has been put on hold because the borders are still closed. They have no idea when they will open to Americans. And the thing is, I, I see people trying to sneak into Canada, you know, trying to do this because they feel that they need to travel. But I don't know if that need to travel is really wise at that time, especially if you're hoping to be able to move to someplace. Do you want to risk getting the infection and then you really can't go to where you need to go? I think, you know, when the borders open with Spain, hopefully they'll do it properly this time and they will open at the right time and, you know, be a good thing for everybody to be able to come in and not worry about a quarantine for 14 days or what have you. They need to be able to make sure that the safety part of the equation is what comes first. And that's what I'm hoping and things that will get back to normal will include people being able to travel here But as of now, the borders are still closed. Spain is not considered a safe place to travel to by quite a few countries. Like I said, on the ground, we don't really see that. We're just going about our everyday life. So I can't say that, you know, there are hotspots like Madrid. But once again, just like I said in the last podcast, You know, there are only two international airports open right now in Barcelona and in Madrid. So it makes sense that everybody coming from different places will be 
passing on their infection, it's like ground zero for infections, right? Because that's where the people are going. So it makes sense for them to have a higher number, but the rest of Spain, at least in Valencia, it's pretty mild. I've had people, you know, write to me asking if it's safe. It is safe. We feel safe here. The government has done their best to, you know, as, as best as they could. Maybe they could have done better, but, you know, this is unprecedented for a lot of people. It's the first pandemic. Not, you know, everybody talks about the Zika virus, and the, but this one was just an astronomical level that I don't think anybody could have been fully prepared for it. But if you're tired of hearing about the coronavirus, you know, shut it off and keep going on. That's all we can do. So that's how I feel about uh, being cooped up and being tired of the coronavirus. Hopefully, anybody listening to this will take a little bit of advice from me and handle, you know, handle their business the way they see fit. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I'll see you on the next one. Bye.